0: This is the
1: Bungara Podcast.
0: What's up y'all and welcome to another episode of the Bungara Podcast. Today we are talking to the judges of Bhangra City 2022. Sumit, HK, Simran, Just Me. The last judge was Guru but he didn't respond. Now I know a lot of y'all are here mainly to hear about the tamasha that happened that weekend and we do address it just later in the episode. And I want to make one thing very clear. We are covering Bangor City, not the Bangor World Cup. The Bangor World Cup was a separate competition run by a completely separate group of people with a separate judges panel. And I tried to hit them up. I tra- I reached out to all of them, but I got left on red. So. I tried. Nonetheless, I do hope that this podcast does answer a lot of the questions y'all have about the competition. Also, one thing before we begin, I do want to shout out all the Patreon supporters that we have with enough supporters. I'm really hoping to be able to hire an editor and get more podcasts out to you more quickly rather than just whenever I have free time to edit episodes. So if you want to see more Bhangra content from us, be sure to support us on Patreon at the link. I think it's there. Might be down there. Anyways, let's get into the episode.
1: Hey, guys. My name is just Smith.
2: Hey, my name is Simred.
1: Good everybody. My name is Sumit. Yeah, and HK is also here. So
0: we, um, so before we get into everything, um, I know listeners will probably might probably be tuning in for whatever that the show was happening. We will get to that at some point, and the judges can say whatever they feel comfortable saying. Um, but first, I do want to talk about the actual competition, dancing, and everything like that. So first off and foremost, we're going to go over the rubric. And yeah, so I'm gonna go going to give a quick rundown of the rubric. So first five points goes to the opening, five points to the Vardia, um, and just general appearance. Choreo is a section of 30 points, and the way it was broken down was five points were given to just making sure that each routine had shikke, kundit, tamal, jogni, chummar, lordi, fumania, and joria. Um 10 points were proper use of folk instruments. Uh, 10 points were given to, are the segments executed well? Do the moves correspond correctly to the segments? Um, The next five points were, is there a creative element to the routine? So that was all 30 points of choreography. Uh, 20 points for the formations. So the uh, 10 points were, are the formations creative and distinct? And 10 points were to, were the formations smooth and clean? 15 points total for energy and nakra, and that's subdivided into 10 points. Did the dancers show consistent energy? Five points for expressive throughout the set, 10 points for sync and uniformity, and then 15 points for ending slash overall, which was divided into like five points for mix, five points for outro, and then five points for like lasting lasting impression. Um, So to the judges, whenever y'all were talking, and creating this rubric uh what, what was the you know the goal of the rubric what was the goal of the competition what were the performances that you guys and directors were trying to see
1: well i don't think we we got the chance to create the rubric it was more so made first and then we had to apply ourselves to that um but from what i see you know the, the theme of the competition was folk with an edge right so how do you how do you um emphasize that right you have to look at you know choreography execution um maybe you're going to value execution a little more than choreography or when it comes to choreography how do you gauge does it apply to folk with an edge right like how do you gauge if this choreo is folk enough that's like the long question everybody's been asking all these years right um but i think that you know the rubric values that and it doesn't put points towards useless shit how most most rubrics usually have um, and it more so just gets straight to the point and identifies, you know, five points or sorry, I don't, I don't have it on me, but like whatever points it is to towards choreo, whatever points it is towards opening, ending, all that stuff. But
2: yeah, and I think one of the main things that this comp kind of catered to, which other comps don't, is they try to have a balance of everything, whereas it's like that's a traditional comp or that's a modern gimmicky comp. They wanted a little bit of everything. And what we told each team, because one thing that we were always asked was, how are you guys going to judge us if all the teams come with great execution and, you know, uh, think and stuff? And it was just what your team identity is. You can hit all the points in the rubric, but do you have a team identity, something that still sets you apart, even though you're just doing traditional bungra?
0: y'all were talking when we were talking earlier you guys talked about dropping first and dropping like the dropping the highest point the lowest lowest score for each um judge what was the rationale behind that
2: so pretty much the way we did it is we did it two ways like first we just did complete total so all five judges and then averaged it by five to see what the place come out as and then we dropped the highest and lowest to rule out any not really biases, but everyone kind of judges on a different scale, right? Some judge really high, some judge really, really low. So it was kind of to take out the top and lowest and to get whatever's in the middle. And then we averaged most by three to see if anything changes. Both ways the positions were the same, so it didn't make a whole lot of a difference, but it's kind of just to see what comes out of it.
3: Yeah, and just just to uh, piggyback on it as well. So uh, initially, we were saying averages just keep all scores, right? That's essentially how we actually do it. But uh, I believe historically the committee always drops the highest and lowest score. Uh, so that was, that's essentially the, the route we went with. So we had to, we calculated it for ourselves uh, in terms of all five scores across the board. And then the scores that were actually supposed to be used or was used was the, the highest and lowest scores were dropped.
0: Got you. Okay, okay, cool, cool. And did y'all... Um have a chance to deliberate generally?
2: So we kind of started, like the discussion started about deliberations, but the comp pretty much told us that they wanted us to go based base completely off of scores. So no deliberation.
1: Cause prior to the competition, we, we had told the teams in the judges meeting it was gonna be UI points only, right? Zero deliberation. We thought about it, but it wouldn't be fair, so we stuck to points only. And what you see, the placings was done by points. With with high and low dropped, but with the high and being low dropped, it was still the same either way.
0: All right. So why don't we just overall conversation from everybody? Um, how did the third place conversation go about them? Whoever wants to start, it, go for it. For junior or senior? Uh, let's start. Let's start with the juniors uh it was it was close
3: i mean in terms of just what the discussion was a lot of it was just around essentially going back and tying ourselves back to the rubric right so i think what a lot of people miss or or misunderstand is that they they think as judges we're coming in and we're bringing you know our experience to the table we're bringing our experience as in terms of what we see visually but in terms of what we are having to do it all ties back to the rubric so a lot of it was just really it was just discussion uh just around what that placing was, and our why behind it. Um, I think a lot of people, we know what we're looking at, but when you know the why behind our reasoning, et cetera, it kind of solidifies it. But for the most part, um, and just me, um, Simran and HK, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but for the most part, our scores essentially were the same for all, all judges across the board. Um, you know, generally close, but it was the same. Like, we, we all had the same vision in terms of first, second, and third.
0: Okay, so seems like it was a relatively easy like short conversation then definitely not, definitely
3: not definitely not easy
0: this was this i will say that it was very it was very close and this is you know i
3: i personally I, I i think all of us we've judged a lot of different comps this was a very difficult comp to judge i will say that um it usually you know you see a team you know clearly bum 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 first second third you can lay it out this was very very difficult to uh to kind of parse out because the teams were honestly really good both categories
1: And because, you know, juniors only had five teams, you know, it wasn't entirely impossible to, you know, weed out which ones were the worst ones. Like, as soon as the show started, we were enjoying it, right? The first two performances were amazing. You guys remember the little kids, right? Uh, they killed it, right? Um, but as we went on, that's when when we saw Shernia, we all, like, consecutively, like, we all decided that that's the first place team right there. And that was pretty much across the boards. Our points reflect that. Um, the girls, they killed it. Uh, and then I think shortly after was a b c right I think they were they were one of the last teams in the juniors category, and they also brought an all girls team right and they were also really good so then the conversation like well between myself kind of began, began like who which team was better for me and if you look at my score sheet a b c and Sharnia were pretty close if you look at the the master sheet right there were what a point point three difference right something like that um but they there were both some really good teams, and it, it was hard. So we ultimately decide we ultimately decided that Shania is gonna get first, and then you know points wise, ABC second, Shani first. So. So what's
0: so like? It, I I see that it is extremely close with Sharnia and ABC for the junior section. What exactly like? based on of what you saw, what would it what was pushing uh Shanley out above ABC? The I, um, I'd say Yeah. I, I don't have my I don't have my notes with rubric, me, sorry. but uh for me it
3: was specifically if you go again going back to the rubrics, of dancing, the cleanliness, the 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 fangra, right? The base of Fungra was just executed. I don't even want to say better because these teams were so damn good. Uh those those girls they ripped the patch. I, I don't know how else to say it, but in terms of like the rubric and the execution in terms of what that up piece looked like, they, they, for me, that was, that was at a higher level. Uh, they danced more elite than in, in terms of that.
2: Even for myself, like Shania only beat ABC by one point. And that one point where they got it, where ABC wasn't, it was formations, creativity and formations. So it's such a small, minor thing, but it like that one point puts you above, right? You're so close. Yeah. I know. ABC brought a first place set as well. Like, it's not to say that their set was a second place set. It was very good. So, it it just goes to show the level of competition yeah. that even juniors brought.
3: <laughs> we did not look like that. We, did not, like that we <laughs> <laughs> did not look like that when we were juniors. We
2: did
3: not look like that we were juniors. I'll tell you that right now.
2: <laughs> we got Fred at, like, the age of five.
0: <laughs> Man, our, our part of careers were a setup. up is a scam. <laughs> <laughs> <One up. laughs> um for the seniors team. Um, I know there were many more teams that were competing, so uh, the whole list of teams that competed and like in no particular order. So we have Jadij Jelani, uh Punjab, Royal Rockers, Rangala Punjab, Van City, Nam Pangra, Young Pangra, Anki Shakin, Ashke Folkart, NPBA, and Malwa Folkarts. Um, so Long competition, many different teams, a whole long day just generally, good God. That's like seventeen what? Like five, seven yeah, like seventeen, eighteen teams. Good lord. Um, bless your souls. So third place, Royal Rockers got third. Um, what was what was that conversation like? What was uh what was one, what did Royal Rockers do that kind of put kept them above Nam, Phong, Nam Phongra, Van City, or Dangalapunjab, um, because they were extremely close. They were like two point or and young Pongara, they were like a two point difference between all those teams. So what was that what was um going on there? Uh I could
3: I could take this. And so for for as we looked at it and we discussed it as well, we're talking about what Royal brought to the table. They brought a sense of engagement. They brought a sense of X factor throughout their sets. So that was like a, on a consistent basis, right? Uh, and it was it was a constant hit, hit, hit. kept going, kept going, kept going. Uh, as mentioned earlier, too, yes, they were a little bit more sloppy, right? Uh, one thing that did pull them back, you can say, between the placings or moving up the ranks. Uh, for me, when I was looking at it, was that sense of dancing as a unit. Uh, they got this, they got this little dude in red. I want to buy them, I want to kidnap, them, I want to take them home. The kid is crazy wrong, crazy wrong, right? But now you have to remember when you're a coach and you're a team and you're, you're moving in that dynamic, you have to remember that if that kid is crazy wrong, the rest of the teams have to, the rest of the dancers have to keep up to par with him, right? It has to be all the way through. Otherwise, what you have is you have one person standing out, which was the case here, and he was kind of stealing the show. And then you have dancers at the back kind of taking breaks, things of that nature. So that unit piece that we were talking about, they didn't move as a, as a unit as, as good as they could have. Um, and then there's a portion on the rubric as well. It's rotation of dancers. You got to rotate, got to rotate. They did a good job rotating for the most part, but they could have done better. If, if that makes sense. Um, that's where, that's where Shana kind of took this, that second place is that they moved as a unit. Um, but then again, the difference there is what kind of a set you're bringing, are you bringing those X factors? Shana had a great X factor as just me mentioned in the opening. Um, and then after that, it kind of died down right throughout the set. Really good set, really clean set. Um, but I feel like those dancers—they're—they're they're really experienced dancers. I've been watching these guys for a long time. They can definitely, definitely up their up their game now. It it really takes some more risk.
0: All right. Um, so we kind of did talk about second place and Shanib, um being above Royal Rockers, and it seems really close. I mean, like it was one point, and you guys. Uh, but for Chardidi, I mean, Chardidi straight up, like smacked everybody. It seems like they they were six, almost seven points above everybody else. <laughs> It sounds sounds so horrible when you say it. Smacked the shit out of everybody. <laughs> it's, hard,
3: it's hard. hard. to follow up that. Hard to follow up that question there. <laughs> Don, Lali, you. Want to go ahead?
2: <laughs> sure. Honestly, I think when CJ went on stage, like it's shown in the points as well. First to second is like I think a solid five to six point difference, and, and then after that, it's all like one, one and a half, two points. They just brought a set that was really refreshing. Like, they literally had just what the competition was looking for is pungra with an edge. They didn't lose traditionality. They didn't step away from execution. And they didn't, you know, do a gimmick, but risk losing points in terms of like how they're doing their pungra or if they're standing around for too long. Everything was just made in such a smart way where it just worked. And I mean, the one thing that I've been hearing about Jardi is they did have a shikadra. draw and kind of how can you place a team first when you know you touch the shikha multiple times with your feet, which I completely get out here in Canada, we're taught to take our shikha, like it's a big deal. But when you look at the points, even after deductions, like I did deduct for that shikha drop and I deducted again for them not recovering from it very quick. But even after deductions, when you add all of our sports together, they're still first place. And as we mentioned in the beginning, there was like the comp didn't want deliberation, everything went off points only. So they were the clear, clear cut winner We couldn't even deliberate them down, even if we wanted mm-hmm.
0: to. So, yeah, I, I know that there were some complaints that Charlie, like, you know, touched their feet. Um, <laughs> sorry, touched the props of their feet. Um, but you. Oh, Generally, the comments I've been hearing that Jardley was like amazing and like that X-Factor, partner with an edge. Can you give me some examples of what that particularly means to you guys? And how did that put them above everybody else? Like, was it just solely execution? Was it like a set design thing? Like what was going on?
2: I think their set was not only, like, of course, their set was good. It was choreographed very well, but even the dancers themselves, they had so much charisma together. They had so much stage presence, like everyone was having fun. They knew just when to use Nukra, when to use Grace. No one overdid it. No one outshone like outshine the other. It was just like when you were watching, it felt like you were actually watching a team. And to go back to how we started, we told each team, what's your team identity? How are you gonna display that on stage? And I think they did. They came as a unit and it looked like they were all in it together. You know, even that Shika drop, you could tell the team was working together to try and manage not stepping on it they were communicating in a way where it was like okay i'm gonna go over this way you go over that way like and i think it just worked out for them even with a mistake that big they they set themselves apart
3: oh yeah just to follow up on that like that that's essentially it was we're we're talking about the x factor it's really what they're doing that stands out right what what is your again going back to the rubric what is your team identity and that was the piece they brought to the table they didn't bring somebody else's style. They brought what they bring to the table and they kept it full. They're, they kept their face live, right? They kept their face. But was there. Bhangra was executed, right? In terms of like, you know, the, the Shika obviously being there, uh, you know, I know Sook on like a personal level, etc. And I told him afterwards too, I said, hey man, like your dancers got to get their IQ up. Like you got to have dancers that there was multiple opportunities for, for those that didn't watch the video yet. Multiple opportunities that Shika could have gotten picked up and moved. Not to say, like, you know, obviously when you're dancing, when you're in it, it's very different than when you're spectating. Uh, but I was like, hey man, you got it. You got to press on that, right? Like, but that again is like a future forward date. That's feedback for them to just continuously improve. Other than that, after we deducted points, they were still rocking it up here. Small, small things that they did really stood out.
0: All right, just do you want to say something?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was just taking a look at my CJ rubric and they almost hit every category with full points right um i think the biggest thing that they had for me was the whole cohesive aspect right um their transitions were really good their intro was phenomenal their ending was phenomenal they left a a really good lasting impression and you know just these things like build up right they start adding up and they start to form like okay you know what this this really is a first place that like it's not even a question there's the question about the shikha, right? But I think with everything that happened, not only did they still, so like they locked the shikha, right? So you're gonna take points off for that. You have to, right? And even after taking points off, they still supersede other teams, right? However, even though they did lock the shikha, they did dance well around it, and like someone said, like they did have multiple opportunities to pick it up, and even if the, even if they didn't they still dance pretty good. Like, they make up for it in other categories, right? Like, I love their choreo. Their choreo was amazing. Um, their formations, I believe they had this one segment. Uh, I wouldn't even call it a gimmick, right? It's when they sat on each other's backs, right? And that's when the shit got went flying off the stage, right? Um, that, aside from the shit that segment itself was very impactful and le- it left a lasting impression. Um, if you look at the other teams um, that performed that day, they were really more, cookie cutter sets if that makes sense you've got the midla intro you've got the sub segment kunda segment and then you've got you know them hitting all the different categories on the rubric um and it was just like like, like a gig set kind of right and jared b actually looked like a proper executed like set and i don't know how to i don't know how to describe it but it was really good and they just outshined other teams but i will say there's just one team that I, I forgot the name. Um, you guys might remind me, but their segments was just atrocious, right? Um, It was like a two-minute sub-segment, two-minute mer. I think you guys know which team I'm talking about, right? And then it was like just a two-minute ending, no remixing or anything, just like song after song after song. And it looked like a mid performance, right? And that's just to show like a little bit more contrast as to like why Jardy is set is a lot better than the other teams that performed that day. Um but you know, they came from out of state. They came from out of country actually. Um so they showed their they showed their value and I think they did well and they deserve first place.
0: Before we move on, um are there any just like there's a lot of teams at this competition. Is there anything you just generally you guys wanted to talk about in terms of the performances what you saw, what you liked, what you didn't like?
1: One thing I sorry, go ahead.
4: I thought there's a girls team, there's a girls, yeah, a girls team called Nam Bungara that performed that night. Um, those girls killed it. I actually thought that, like, they would have ended up in, like, placing somewhere, but unfortunately, once the numbers came out, they didn't. I was like, oh, where did Nam go? But um, it's an amazing up-and-coming team. Like, those girls are really good.
2: Yeah. And to add into what HK said, even Sharny and ABC, like honestly, after years of not having a solid girls team in the circuit that's just killing it, to go to a comp and see like four girls teams that are just back to back to back, it was great. Like it's so nice to see and it's so refreshing to see that girls are picking it up and you know they're they're up there now.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I'll say one thing I I didn't really like seeing was um it, it was very clear because you could hear it in the mix you could see in the set was more so just like copy like literally segments copied from other teams. Like I remember I saw uh NJFL from Bo- Boston was it Boston? Uh it was one of the NJFL sets, right? They had um no no it was the last one they went to was it Leg- Legacy. Legacy yeah um they had a, a segment where they go from Seattle Cortina into into the mall, right? Not only did a team copy that exact segment. They copied the exact songs, the timings, the the moves. It was just that like, you could hear it. Everybody knows which which segment it is. Um and then, you know, every team also had like a midlah at the start. It was just like, it's not fun, man. Come on. Like if you want to do a midlah, do something like unique with I think one of the girls, I think was it Shernia that had a Midla at the start, um, where they did like a, a cool stunt or two. Um it might have been them or it might have been Nam. It was one of the girls' teams. It might have been them, yeah. But they actually had a really good Milla. Um Just, you know, I want to see more, like, innovation in the circuit. Uh, not just the circuit, but, like, the teams we saw that day. Um, you know, seeing, like, Shana's intro, seeing Jardy's intro, I-, I prefer those a little more. And that sort of set the tone for the rest of the set. Uh, if you see a shitty intro, you're like, you know, is this team even interesting, right? Um, but, yeah, everything did.
3: Um, two things, three things I really wanna see in the circuit. One is there is no goddamn excuse for people not to be able to type a gun. There's no excuse for your toddler to just be flopping and to be flimsy at this at this point. YouTube has a hundred videos, it takes one weekend to sit down and figure it out, right? So for that part, like if you're preparing for a competition, right? You're you're doing all this preparation. Guardia and your Torle and things of that nature is part of that, right? So that's, def- that's definitely something I want to see is people taking the time out to, to learn. A lot of people shy away from it because they're like, hey, I'm going to get stuck doing Fuka, right? Or I'm going to get stuck doing this. But you have, you have like two, three guys on your team that could do it. I guarantee you it's going to save a lot of hassle and time, right? The other thing is there was a big, big variation in mixes. Please get your mix equalized. Please get them like set up. There was like some mixes. All we heard was bass. There were some mixes that were super low. But with the teams that had their mixes equalized and done right, it sounded crazy. I had a copy on on my table, and I was watching the team, and the, there was so much face that my copy flipped off the table. Like that's what I want to. That's what I want to feel. That's what I want to hear when I see this mix. And the mix was fire. Like badass mix, right? So th- those two things for sure. And the third thing is I would love to see a little bit more complexity in formations. Uh, that, that, that would be like the third piece of it. I think dancing-wise, everybody can dance, right? Bring, go back to your roots, bring that base, foundation. Just challenge yourselves a little bit more. And if, it's, if you're getting through the set and you can still breathe, you're getting through the set and, and uh, you know, you're not passing out on the floor, you can probably keep pushing that notch higher and higher and higher. A lot of these dancers are really good just, I want to see the challenges. I want to see a little bit more complexity, uh, you know, in the second.
0: I agree. All right. So shifting over. Uh, so just for anybody who is completely unaware, or maybe people like a few weeks or months are li- listening or watching this later on, Panginoa uh, World Cup happened the night before Panginoa City. and. The commotion that happened from that competition seemed to have leaked into the next day. Bangor um, City was in the same general area as uh, Bangor World Cup, and a lot of the teams that compete at Bangor World Cup also competed at Bangor City. Um, I'm just going to let you guys talk about whatever you're comfortable with. If you want to talk about it at all, like if you don't want to, like literally, no big deal. I don't care. But like whatever you want to do, go for it.
1: So I will say this. We don't know as much as the committee, right? As soon as we got there, we were locked in a little room and then we left after everybody already left, right? Um, We didn't do placings. That's one thing that did happen, Um, but that was more so just a result of everything that's happened before. Uh, We were told all these different things, some teams hitting other teams. Um, You know, this is all just word of mouth, so we can't really confirm or deny anything. Um, we don't want to spread any rumors, but we were there to judge. We judged, um, if you guys want to bring your bullshit in from other competitions, so be it. But when we made our scores, we made it, we, we made sure that every team knew that the scores they were given were based completely on their dance, completely on what happened on stage, nothing to do with that, with what happened backstage or what happened in the audience. None of that. Right. Um, So the scores are fair. The scores reflect that Uh, granted my personal opinion. If what I heard was true, I would have disqualified some of these teams, but you know, then again, it was all word of mouth, but we can't really, we can't really do much. Um, It was all just collateral damage from the previous competition. Teams are mad. Teams gave ultimatums. Some teams left some, some teams, no, sorry. Some teams didn't leave, but some teams threatened to leave. Um, and then ultimately, we had a speech at the end of the day in the auditorium that sort of explained, you know, this isn't right. You're ruining Pangarda. You're ruining for the rest of us. I think the biggest problem came from the parents, not more so the, the kids itself. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? But um, the parents are the ones that, that that made these claims, and started the fights or whatever it may be. Um, because of that, we had to, we had to cancel placings because if we had done placings, it would have became like would it would have been dangerous. I think in the end, what we did was the best option, and it kept everybody safe.
0: So, again, just for anybody who's unaware, essentially what happened: everybody seemed to have been mad from the previous competition, and those feelings seemed to have spilled over into the uh, into Pongra City's competition um, because of alleged threats and like talking backstage essentially the and i i agree with what the comp directors did but they basically said like listen it's clearly not safe to have the placings held in person on stage we do not want to repeat what happened last night and everybody's feelings getting um getting completely riled up so we're not gonna have so they decided to not have placings in person and they just announced the placings to the teams is that correct
2: um so we announced it to captains of each it wasn't even teams yeah I think the only thing that I really want to say on this topic is going forth and even to the teams that were at our comp, it's important to let our egos aside for future comps. I know placings her I know when you're at a comp and you feel like it's rigged, it's kind of like you see tunnel vision, but the comp committee didn't deserve everything they had to deal with that day. We definitely didn't have to we didn't deserve to deal with everything that happened from the judges the night before. You have a panel of five new judges. You have a whole new committee and a whole new lineup. So it's not fair to to the teams that didn't compete at Fungreau World Cup either. They were robbed of their experience. We are the examples for these kids, these junior teams that go to competitions. And once we're done, they're the ones that are going to be carrying it on. So we have to be teaching them more than what we're doing right now. It's not just about getting mad and bullying little kids and doing what we want to do. Set a good example for your kids. Come to comps, make friends, because we all got the chance to do that as well. So that's really it. Just be, you know, be appreciative of the committees that are throwing these competitions for you. And if you have an issue, deal with it with the committee of the comp that you went to, not collateral damage at a different comp.
3: Yeah, sure. I can I can kind of touch base on that topic as well. I think, uh, man, (laughs) so many uh, so many different things are coming to mind because. When that competition happened Saturday, I'm getting my bone blown up left and right from, you know, folks that I know competing there and things, all these things are happening. And um uh, I will say, speaking on Saturday from the World Cup, what happened there? I don't know the, the level of detail, but as far as I do know, if what they said is true in terms of people, you know, being shady around scores and, and, you know, teams that were supposed to place, placed. And, you know, all these things happen. That's really, honestly speaking, disturbing because you have these teams and, and really it's the kids that are coming in, putting in crazy amounts, months of work, and they're just getting played. And then they, what they start to feel is that this is the norm, that this is, this is what Bunger Not is. And at one point back in the day, that's what it was. That's how it used to be. And in some places, back home in Punjab, it is still like that. You, you, can, you can get by by knowing people. But that's that's the sad truth but to see it here at such a high level i feel like uh, it just sucks it just really sucks and then the next day all that energy comes and and, and it gets put onto the committee it doesn't serve that as as you know as these guys said as well but at the end of the day when we talk to these guys and we you we know, we talk to these teams and we we talk about you know what was going on what was going through their head everybody is liable everybody is at fault that stood there And allowed any of those actions to happen. And I I will blatantly say that. I said it very bluntly to everybody that day as well. If you stood there and you allowed those actions to take place, you are just as much as fall for being a bystander, right? You need to be proactive about this. Why? That the biggest reason is this. This is what the next generation, this is what they're learning. This is what they're seeing, right? And don't get me wrong. When When we compete, right, we go on stage, it's, Literally, it's fuck everybody else. We're here to compete. But when you get off that stage, there's a certain level of respect and certain level of, of, of just admiration, the way you hold yourself for those folks around you. Because at the end of the day, you all are representing something much larger than you. You're representing your culture. When you listen to a live set, it's the that that's what Fajab is represented in so many levels. That's our culture. And we need to figure out a way to better value that and not get involved in these politics. So that was essentially what we had told the captains. We had told them, you know, and I even, t- I, this was my request to them was go back and I don't care how young the kids are, but tell them the truth. Tell them what happened, why it happened. They need to be informed so they can understand moving forward. This is wrong. They should be able to identify very clearly what's wrong and what's right. And that's, that's really it at the end of the day, right? Being able to identify it, just be better, be better, be better, be better. And mm-hmm. that's all
4: I can say. Um, I think most of it's been said, but You know, it was a little disappointing because I remember being in the circuit when we started and like 2006 to like 2014, 15. And we always used to be like, you know, it's it's these uncles, it's these uncles, you know. And now suddenly 90% of the uncles have retired. So now these academies are being run by like Canadian, American, born and raised people. And it's very unfortunate that we're doing the exact same thing that we used to, you know, be irritated about with these uncles doing. It's very unfortunate that these kids are being taught that, hey, if we don't like the placing or if we think the placings, I don't know, were rigged or whatever it was, that we have the right to go and bully these teams. You know, I thought like the whole, I thought that these maybe i've just been here for a very long time but i know these kids and i call them kids like i always call some the kid because i've known him since he was 14 you know 15 you know and um <laughs> and it's like i always used to be like oh you know they're kids and you know they're being taught what to do and what not to do about their academies but now these kids are now 30 years old you know and i kind of see like this whole cycle repeating itself so um Being from the circuit, I mean, yeah, in Vancouver, where both of these competitions happened, the Vancouver circuit has always just had a reputation for like, you know, competitions not being judged correctly and things like that. And it was very nice to see Bungara City as one of those competitions that was like up and coming where they were very adamant on having like a solid judging panel. And they had a solid judging panel last year and this year. We used to have another competition here called Bungara Elite. And this year was the first year that like I was happy with the panel and that competition's been around for like eight years. So I understood where the teams were coming from. The teams wanted to take a stand. They wanted a competition to support them and be like, hey, we cannot allow these things to happen in our Vancouver circuit, which we are trying so hard to improve. But unfortunately, the time, the play, the day, the event was all incorrect. The way it was done was all incorrect. And once again, like this is just all word of mouth. But um, just from like the things that I've that have come my way and stuff, it's like I get it being from the Vancouver circuit, you know, but at the same time, it wasn't how it wasn't done right. And that's just very unfortunate because I don't want a 12 year old today or a 14 year old today being like yeah remember like that competition was rigged and the next day like our coaches went and just bullied them and caused crap like that kid's also going to be 31 day and running this academy so that's kind of where i'm coming from
0: all right well y'all thank you so much for coming on the podcast clearing the air and also just talking about the actual competition and everything that dancing that happened because that's all we're here for all right, thank you all for listening to another episode of the Pangra Podcast. Like I get, like I said earlier, best way you can help us out is to support us on Patreon, and you know get a friend to do so as well. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube, and you know follow us on our TikTok and Instagram, and also join our Discord server to just generally talk with the rest of the circuit about Pangra. Links to all of those are in the description. Deuces.